the goals today are avoidable. First, I'd like to apologise for the fans. For the first half, uh, we were sloppy at times in possession, albeit the team with more possession. We had three or four good opportunities. We don't take them. Well, between the boxes, actually in possession, we played some good football. Hello and welcome back to the What the Fork Sunland Review Show. It was um, far from a, a Merry Christmas at the Stadium Light as an audibly frustrated side. So a lacklustre Sunderland team managed by Michael Beale get panned 3-0 by Coventry City, who barely really had to get out of second gear, to be honest. Um, I've just got back in from the match, so I've literally just landed in the door. I really should be wrapping Christmas presents for Ashley, but since there's a review show to be done, I am not. So I am here with, first and foremost, Ross Black. Ross, the second time I've seen you today, I've seen you before the match today, like in the flesh. How are we doing? You all right? All right, not bad. Um... If only we knew how shit it was going to be when we walked through those turnstiles, then uh, we may have just turned back round there. I would have saved myself a lot of hassle, mate, I think. I I stayed right until the, the final whistle today as well. <laughs> Idiot. Um, Dave, like I said, look, a couple of days before Christmas, so all is not lost, but we lost 3-0 to Coventry and things felt really sour today. Um, we're going to dig into the nuts and bolts of it, but quarter past 10 on Saturday night. How are you feeling, Dave? All right? Yeah, it's flat, which I'm sure a lot of us are. But um, yeah, it's nearly Christmas. We've got to enjoy ourselves to a certain degree, I suppose. And uh, we'll see what Boxing Day brings us, won't we? Yeah, because I'm not like I'm going to Hull, am I? Well done, Graham. Um, Ross, I'll, I'll come to you first. By the way, if anyone's thinking there's not enough energy in this, because I know we've had criticism before, we've got Pan 3 0 at home, right? Stuff it. You're not going to get that much energy on this one. You're going to get chat. That's the best you're going to get. Um, but Ross, maybe I'm being dramatic. I don't know. But that was the most depressing game of the season for me. Like really poor on the pitch. The atmosphere really turned really fast because of it. Um, I've got to be honest and say that like the manager left me with absolutely nothing to come off. Totally what I expected in the post-match press conference. Um yeah, how do you sum up today, Ross? Because it just it was it wasn't great, was it? It was a bit of a shambles from start to finish, from the team sheet to the setup, to just the, the, the finishing, the chance. As soon as Abdullah Bar put that out of the bar, you just knew we were like it's one of them days. We're gonna get tanked here. Um, but the setup, everything, just everything was wrong about the day. Like, uh, yet at the same time. We could have still won that game quite comfortably if we took our chances when we did. That's the mad thing about it. Like, we gifted them at least two of the three of the goals, I'd say. Rinse and repeat. Um, uh, yeah, it is rinse and repeat. And that's the frustrating thing for me is it's we create good chances, we don't finish them, and then we gift the opposition the ball or we gift them a goal like the third one where Patterson just decides inexplicably just to drop it. Um. Yeah, just a comedy of errors, and summed up by like you say, we've tried to say give Beale the benefit of the doubt. You know, he had a podcast with the Rangers guys, quite balanced. Um, considering, uh, let's be honest, he's been getting panned left, right, and centre. Yeah, and, but, and like yeah. by by me as well. Like I, I try yeah, to go yeah, on that definitely. podcast and be as balanced as I could, but I'm not gonna like kid you on and pretend that I'm behind the appointment. It's I haven't I been agree. less behind this appointment since Parky probably. And then, but then again, he waits and waits and waits until, we're, what was it, 3-0 down before bringing two strikers on? 
two not two strikers, but at least one striker and changing it up like I uh, brain dead. And then it was just summed up at the end that the one player I'd say actually came up with a bit of credit from that game ends up doing what looks like a season end injury after having the worst look ever. Um Yeah, something didn't just summed it up really, really shit and um a lot a, a lot of work to do for the new gaffer and if if the Missy as well, right, that wasn't my team, you know, I just went off on the coach and, you know, what the coaches were saying and what the, they wanted us to go with, then he's got the perfect excuse now to go, look, I'm ripping it up because that's not good enough. Uh, you hope so, yeah. Um, and there'll be people listening saying there's only one game he's had, you can't blame him too much and I get that, but I just think the whole appointment to mix with the other things we're going to bring up is just, I mean, I, I wanted to bring the next question to you, Dave, because... Me, you, and uh, James Copley got on a podcast after the Leeds game, and we—I think people know. Like, I don't do midweek previews for the midweek games, and the same for the review shows because just we just don't have time. Um, and that Leeds performance was so positive, and things felt so good after it, despite the fact that we didn't really have a manager and Mike Dodds was in charge and stuff like that. And tactically, it was really good against what I think is one of the best sides in the league. I personally think the second best side in the league. I think they proved that today. And we did that review show because we were just buzzing. We didn't set up any questions up. We just didn't really want to get too into it because we just want to enjoy a really big win. Things felt positive. And that feels like about six months ago, Dave. Um, how have we... Look, I'm not going to blame the fans in any way, shape, as a form. I know a few people have. I'm just not having it. The fans have always been the best thing about this football club and they always will be the best thing about this football club. So if anyone thinks any part of this is the fans' fault, I'm sorry, I couldn't disagree with you more. But Dave, just how did we get where we're at today, which felt, it felt really toxic, to be honest, compared to where we were, what, eight, nine days ago, doing a podcast after the Leeds game, just all absolutely buzzing. <laughs> we were there because we were appointed someone who the majority didn't want and and if the reasons behind it are that he is the best fit for the football club then then fair comment I just I think the one thing that has happened time and time again at this football club is they take the fans for granted in terms of we know what we're talking about and it's really frustrating yeah Me and you were clearly not impressed with it. And we will back the team. Mark Robbins' team talk is so easy. In fact, the next however many games, it's so easy. Just shut the fans up for the first 15 minutes. As soon as you shut them up, that's it. They're on the back foot. And before you know it, we end up finishing 14th in the league and everyone's underwhelmed. And every bit of, every bit of, like, on cloud nine that we've had for the last however long has just gone. And it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. My my worry with it is, my worry with it is, and I think I said this afternoon, <laughs> I think I used the word flannel and, and a very wet flannel at the best because when you're backed into a corner and you're struggling and you want to fight, that's what the Northeast's about. That's what Sunland's about. When it's going wrong, you stick your chest out and you, you you fight for your cause. Do I think Michael Bale has got that in his locker? I don't. I don't. And and that's that's depressing because I've had a feel-good factor for the last 
18 months to you. And I hate to be so negative about someone who's 90 minutes of football. And there'll be a lot of people out there who disagree with us, and that's absolutely fine. Oh, I, I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I said it before, after the Leeds game, if he comes in, is there a risk of the 44-day record that Cluffy's got? And I still stick by it. We've got, we've had Coventry today and we've gone under with a whimper, no matter how good we were between the two boxes, because that's where <laughs> football games are won and lost. I, you know, I'm just quoting the bloke. I, that's what I'm doing. You can say that I'm taking the piss out of him, but I'm quoting what he said. Like, no matter how good we were between the two boxes, and if I'm being honest, I think we saw a different game because I think we were all right for about 15 minutes in the first half. And then after that, that's because Coventry were woeful, by the way. They just wanted to give us the ball back every time. So there's that. Robin said that. Robin said, like, neither team could keep possession. And, like, yeah. I know people are going to straight away be like, oh, this is just a big, like, bashing session. And, and okay, if you think that, turn off. It's bother. Um, It's your podcast to listen to as much as it is to turn off. Um, But... I can't find anyone having an argument for Beal outside of, oh, we'll just get behind him. We we do do that. Like, people were singing Michael Beal's Red My Army today. And I, I think there's so much more that's caused this problem, but it's so underwhelming, man. Like, and like today, couldn't it went worse? Like, I mean, Ross, I, I, I want to bring this one to you. Um, we're going to get into the other things. Today was not all Michael Beale's fault. It will never all be Michael Beale's fault or any manager's fault. But like, first line of that post-match interview, I want to apologise to the fans. How many times do we play like a team that's just got a new manager and we go, oh, bloody hell, new manager bounce. And I want to just apologising for the performance. I think it just sums up everything about why this feels so wrong. And I know that, you know, people have gone, oh, well, you didn't love Alex Neal at first. You didn't love Mowbray at first. I don't really agree with that. I think people thought, I thought Mowbray was a boring appointment. And I felt like we wanted something really good with Alex Neal. So I was excited about Alex Neal. I was annoyed that we took three weeks to appoint Alex Neal because we'd flirted with Roy Keane for three weeks. In general, though, this fan base, when they've gone, that's a shite appointment. We're not fools. We're not fools. Um, but I, anyway, like, this is going to turn into a Beal baiting session. Whoops. Um, but, like, the first comment, how how for 90 minutes of football and he's apologising to the fans. How oh, am I? Never a good start, like, is it, when you're apologising on your first game at home? Um, even got booed by a few onto the pitch when it was, was announced. I don't think I've ever heard that before at the stadium, like no matter who's been announced as manager. Um but also again, like the difference was Johnson was sacked because we were tonking down Egon. Neil left us, so we didn't have no say in the matter. We've actively went out and sacked Tony Mowbray, which at the time I'm not going to be revision. I thought it was the right time to get rid of him because I thought that it's time to push on and crack on and get someone else in to take us to that next level. But unfortunately, I don't think Michael Beale's going to be that man. I hope I'm wrong. Like I say, it's only 90 minutes. But that's why I think that it was it was borderline apathy at the start, wasn't it? It was like, well, let's see how it goes. And then get into the game and you, you see the team sheet and you're like, right, well, you know, 
pitch is ill, can it be helped? So he's give Bart another chance, which is brave, but you must be saying something. And, and then you say him up front and you're like, come on. You can't be telling me that all these strikers, I know they haven't really, they haven't really set the world. Like there's no, no one's debating that. But for them then to be not given the opportunities that the likes of Abdullah Bar's getting in their preferred position up front, it, it, it is it is a bit of a kick in the teeth for them. And I'd put good money on my ender and Russian at least definitely burying that chance that Abdullah Bar put in a rose out of the air roller end because my god, I've never I've just I've never known like a full stadium just be like in pure shock. And I, I tell the group, I was like. It seemed to me like from that moment, there was a bit of the atmosphere was like they were behind the lads today. But when that went over the bar and that chance was missed, it was like someone popping a balloon and it was everybody going, oh, fuck's sake, here we go again. Because it's every game. We we create chances. We look like we're on top. We miss them. And you're like, might come bite, bite us that. And guess what? It does every week. And then we give away a stupid goal with terrible defending again or nine. Just defend, man. You're not a fucking wrestler. Like, so poor from one night. Do you know what's annoying about one He was actually having a good game up to that. I thought he was having but, a really decent game, yeah. and he did that, and he just he's killed it. I basically I agree with you. We were fine. I thought I thought we were fine until we conceded the goal, and that's 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 the and then the unraveling after that is just like it's just not good enough, man. And the players have got to take responsibility as well. The finishing yep. themselves, and also some of defending and. I feel like we'd give up as well after the second goal went in, which was really disappointing for me. We did this thing a few weeks ago, which I wish I'd not bothered with it, to be honest. I said, like, pick out one player, and if you pick out the one player, you you, you can't pick another player, and yada, yada, yada. And I said, like, it was hard to do when you got beat. Um, today, it's, it's really difficult. But Dave, you can pick out one player for a good performance that you want to single out that you thought was good in there, despite all the, the negatives that came from day, or pick someone out that you thought was really poor and you, you want to make a point on, whoever you pick, obviously, me or Ross can't choose, but who, who are you honing in on and for what reason? Me, I'm... Oh. <laughs> Underwhelming is just, is just my word for it, and I think it's the same for everyone. I, I couldn't... You say to pick someone good or someone bad, and I, I think every single person I come to just becomes average. If I'm going to go unlucky, and, and me and Ross had a, a bit of a chat at halftime, I thought Job for 15 minutes was, was pretty good. I think he probably extended that by about 10 minutes. I thought Huggins was great for, for tw- great, loose terminology. I thought, I, no, thought I thought Huggins was really good today, mate. I'm going to back you on that, and it's not because he got injured. Yeah. I think Huggins so, comes out with credit every single week. Definitely, and especially with the injury, I'm like on top of on top of my head. I'm I'm going to go with my heart as well, and I, I'd say Huggins. I, I think he was. I think he was good. Um, he didn't do too much wrong. He probably looked like our biggest attack and threat in the first 15, 20 minutes as well. So yeah, Niall Huggins for me, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I I hate being flat. I haven't been flat for a for a for a while, and it's 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 bothering me. I thought Dan Neil was was tidy in a couple of moments and stuff, but 
a game of football nowadays is probably 100, 105 minutes. And I don't think there was anyone did it for anywhere close to long enough. Um, so, yeah, Niall Huggins probably gets my vote for, for being the best of a bad bunch. We've been a bit negative on this for a reason, but um, I don't know if this is a positive point, but the one I'm going to pick out is Patrick Roberts. Like, I know the few times we've locked and got no goals, no assists, and he's not added to it again today. But the one thing I would say is I feel like there was one point when Patrick Roberts took on about seven Coventry players just so he could pass it to Jack Clark, who then passed it back to the goalkeeper. And sometimes I think, like, you see Roberts do stuff and you think, bloody hell, like, maybe he would have a few more assists. And he kept trying and he kept having a go. And I feel a bit sorry for him at the minute because he's probably, like, getting compared to Jack Clark. Who I've got to be honest with you, Clark, he hasn't done much for a few weeks either. Um, I think Clark, he's been really poor for, like, a number of weeks. Outside of Roberts, who I'm not saying was great, I just, I don't know, they're, like... You sometimes put stuff on a plate for people in the past about the goalkeeper. Like, you know, like when you see a kid come on and take a penalty and the mascot has to dive out the way so it goes in the back of the net. Like, that's what our shooting's like sometimes. So Ballard was all right today up until maybe the second goal. Um, but it's really difficult because you've already picked Huggins and I could pick plenty of negative performances, but I, w- I want to try and have some sort of positive in here, which is... Bit of a pain in the backside, but um, I'll fire that one to you as well, Ross. Is there anyone you want to pick out positively, negatively, for whatever reason? You just haven't given us much left, like have you? So I'll give you that one. Um, I don't even know, but that kind of sums up the day, doesn't it? That I actually thought Clark did all right, especially that spell after the second half. He got really, it really troubled them. I know his end product wasn't it a day, but obviously his shot as well led up to the goal that should have been when. Abdullah Bar started to get a conversion. Um, aye, it's uh, I thought Clark was our main threat. He got the kid booked early, getting behind as well. Um, but again, it was it was so like so many players had off gears and we're just we're carrying too many on at the minute. And I feel like when when we're losing, we're losing in a way that. You can't even say, oh, well, at least we had a go, you know, at least we did this. It's like, it's the same old and it's got to change, like, because it's like, say, it's really, it's really hard to pick out certain individuals. Yeah, it really is. Um, there's bigger talking points, so we'll, we'll get on to it, I think. Um, first thing I'll come to is something happened before the match. I'll stick with you on this, Ross. I'm going to come to both of you on it, but I'll stick with you first. Um, Today's performance after the past sort of 10 days sort of felt, maybe not the performance that had been coming, but the you knew what could happen if we went 1-0 or 2-0 down and the players just put down tools. And I know we had a bit of a good deal at the start, but the, like, the players deserve a bit of flack today as well. They did give up and they were poor and they weren't concentrating on the job that they were doing and they were happy to get beat 3-0 by Coventry. Um, we'll get on to Equa later. I'm not pleased about Equa at the moment, but... Um, look, it's been a build-up of a number of things. And and one of those things that has been surrounding sort of maybe the anger around the club, which is not just creeping in, it was really prevalent today, is moving supporters out of their own seats for the FA Cup game. And I know we touched on that last week. And I know some people say, well, what the club meant to do, and they're entitled to that opinion. I get it. But we saw two banners at the game today, which I personally, and I'm only speaking for myself, 100% agreed with and 100% backed. 
Um, but what did you make of it, Ross, those banners before the game? I thought they were well within the right to say that and it was good on fans getting stuck up for by fans. Um, I was in the North Stand last season and if I was getting moved, I'd be well pissed off. Um, and the fact that they're charging more now for the Black Cats bar just shows that there is a very big element of making money to it all. And it, it just doesn't go right with me or anyone else. Um, yeah, fair play to them. And good on the fans for those who set it up and organised it because the club need to know that we're not getting taken from mugs anymore, no matter what. And um, yeah, it's got some national press too, so the word is out there now. So they need to, uh, yeah, good on them, good on them. And I really uh, I really hope that it's taken into consideration going in the future. There's nothing to do on this one because it's done. They've signed off on it, they've made the money. Um, but... Let's just hope that's listened to and going forward, fans are put first for a change. And I think it's tip of the iceberg with it, to be honest. I think there'll be people listening going, oh, Tony, because it's them. Aye, there's an element of that because it's them, 100%. Um, she biggest rivals and it's the soul of a football club. And that's one thing I don't like being sold. Um, and a lot of people don't like being sold. But I think take out well before this happened, we had a podcast in pre-season where we discussed how things were good on the pitch or seemed to be good on the pitch, but were a bit of a mess off it in numerous different ways. And I think that one's tip of the iceberg, but honestly, whoever did that, like we back here, I think me and Ross do, I'm guessing Dave, would you, would you agree with that? Obviously the banners today that said, if anyone didn't see them, by the way, they said, um, what was it moved, shoved out of the home end, shame on you. And then there was another one that said, um, Five hundred pound plus VAT, uh, the pr- the price of what was it again? The, the price of loyalty. Loyalty. That was the car. That was the one. God, it went out my head. I've been on a long train journey. If anyone's wondering, but um, Dave, I, I think they were absolutely spot on personally. But um, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, why why shouldn't we have a voice? <laughs> um. That's what we pay our money for. That's that's what we go for. You can't question our loyalty. Uh, it's it's being there through thick and thin, and and yeah, it's just disappointing. And again, it's it's that it, it's the word of the week, isn't it? Underwhelming. Everything like that is just massively underwhelming, and it's not it's not rewarding the people who should be rewarded. The people who've been there through thick and thin, and the the people who are coming out and quoting like I've been I've been in my seat for twenty three years plus and now I'm being moved. It's just bad crack, isn't it? Especially when it contradicts things that have been said via official club routes before. You know, like we can't we can't do this, we can't move that, we can't do this. Well you clearly can. And the unfortunate thing about it is it looks as though it's uh it, it's boiled down to money and it's just disappointing. It's frustrating. It's disappointing. And my uh, my chat about 44 days and stuff, I'll tell you what, that becomes the pinnacle of it. I, if you'd have looked at the fixtures before the day and said Coventry home, Hull away, Rotherham away, Preston at home, a question for people listening, how many points do you want from that? Because for me... You probably want seven. 
at very least seven. And if you're, and what are you classing as underwhelming? Well, for me, four points from them, 12 is underwhelming. And if, dare I say it, you get the two or zero points, by the time you get to the Newcastle game, and heaven forbid, I really hope we don't, really hope we don't. But if we get turned over four or five nil with a stadium full, Mr. Bale's in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> and I, I genuinely believe it. And, and this, this pressure didn't need to didn't need to happen. We had a podcast after the Millwall game where we all collectively said, and like Ross said, I'm not going to be a revisionist. I felt it was the time to move on from Mowbray and stick with the model of getting a young European coach that is exciting and getting his first chance. And I'm not saying Will still. I don't think I was that sold on. I like the idea of it. I kind of, but like Kim Helberg sort of excited me for no reason. I was sort of fair enough. And it just, I felt like the appointment flew in the face of everything they'd been telling us for ages. And it just, eventually people have gone, hang on a minute. And then it's coupled with this thing that comes on top as well. And I know some people might look at it and say, oh, but he's charging X, Y, and Z. So he's making, he's fleecing them for this kind of money. I'd rather we didn't because the soul of my football club's more important than, it's not my money. The soul of the football club's more important. But anyway, like on the pitch stuff, which, you know, does happen now and again. Um, We've got listener questions, but I want to chuck one quick one at you, uh, Ross. But before I do, uh, we touched a bit on Niall Huggins before. I just want to say I'm devastated for him. He doesn't listen to podcasts. I'm sure he doesn't. But um, if there's any way we could have feedback how good he's been this season. For me, he's been like our player of the year. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. And I'm I'm genuinely devastated for him. I think of all the players that didn't deserve that, probably him. Um, But he was out for two years and he came back. And he was, he's been bloody brilliant this year. So, look, he's been so unlucky today with that injury, but he can come back. He's still young. He's come back from more niggly injuries. He can come back from this and be the player that we all know he is. Um, and I hope he gets the best possible news he can have. But I just, I'm good for him. But if it means anything, I've I've fell in love with Al Huggins over the past sort of six months. And I think he's absolutely fantastic. And, He's not listening, but mate, if you are, I wish you very well. But um, one player that is another conversation I think that we need to have, and we've been kind of teetering on it a little bit, Ross, and I'm going to go into listener questions in a bit, which have got a Christmassy theme. Um, but uh, Equa, it's he's not doing it for me. It's not been good, has it? No. Um, let's be honest. He had a he had a great spell at the back end of last season and the start of this year. And I thought he looked really good. But we did mention after the first first podcast after Ipswich, we felt he was wasted as this deep lying centre midfielder. And to be honest, other than the goals against Southampton, he hasn't affected anything going forward where he was at the back end of last season. And I think when Missy's runs, he's when he's breaking the lines through the middle, and I feel like having that lack of centre defensive midfielder is probably his you know, it's made him regress. And since he's, especially since his injury, it hasn't helped at all. He looks, he looks a shadow of the player he was. He, he looks so tentative. Um, he looks so, I don't know how to describe it. Just looks lethargic, doesn't he, in everything he does. Um, like today, when he's just stood on the ball for like 10 seconds, like you, the whole 40,000 people are shouting man on and he still just stood there and I was like, fucking move. I pass it, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. I just, it's a shame because he's proved again, like, that's why I think it's, I'm so frustrated because 
all of these individuals we're talking about have proved how good they can be. Against Leeds, they were brilliant. Against West Brom, they were really good. There's stages of the season where we've looked really good. But they've got us. I, I, I want to say a bit more desire from the players as well. We need a bit more leadership on the field. Who who was grabbing? You know what I mean? Who was grabbing grabbing the game by Scruffit's neck when they went? They scored the second. Who went right? That's enough. No more. But now we just we just lay down and got our bellies tickled again. And he he's he's just one of many who've regressed lately. I think. And um, yeah, the rut's got to stop. We've got to. Uh, Players like that have got to try and find a way of getting back into form and showing us what they are capable of, which they've shown before. The effort on that second goal is absolutely honking. And like you, I think it was a Norwich game when they went 1-0 up and he should have cleared the lad out and the touch and he put in a half-ass tackle. Look, it's not good enough. Um, I'm not I'm not happy with it. It needs to get better. But we're going to listeners' questions uh, before we go into a good, a bad, and a hmm. Uh, loads of Christmassy questions because I asked for this uh, so we'll quick fire it we'll not go too in depth Dave I'll check the first one at you it's from Bilbao Black Cats uh, Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2 Ah, oh, old school Home Alone 1 every time 100% 100% um, next one I will give to you Ross if Michael Beale was a Christmas food what would he be? Cranberry sauce <laughs> if the mass, someone said the massive shite the next year <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good um, I'll give the next one to you uh, Dave um, how many pigs in blankets would it stop Michael Beale spouting absolute shite in his Poachmas press conferences oh mate there's not enough pork in the fucking country <laughs> <laughs> well someone said it depends where you ram the sprout which I quite liked um, should I see if there's any slightly less Christmassy related ones uh, oh god it's so many about Beale man um, what oh, right okay this is a good one Ross this is from um, Tim what one position do we need Santa's help with we're easy on the eye for 20 minutes we play uh, each half fairly well then we press the self-destruct button um, and then he's made a couple of suggestions of who he thinks we're missing, but um, if you could get something out of Santa's sack, you dirty boy, what would you get? Um, an ex, an experienced or are you an experienced? Maybe just just a competent CDM to allow everyone else to just flourish in front of them. Basically, missing Corey Evans, aren't we? Again, yeah, hugely. Um, what happened to Equa? Someone's mentioned him having a dead leg. As uh, someone mentioned earlier we've discussed that um we think he said might be dead um this is quite a good one from tony uh i'll this one to you ross was that crit no 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 i'm gonna fire it dave uh was that a christmas stuffing hard to argue against in it it's uh yeah i think hull will be the hull will be the um it's the same analogy that i make all the time is it a is it a really bad three points lost or is it um is there a bounce back? To be honest, if we beat Hull, then we're probably on a level playing field. I suspect that we won't beat Hull, unfortunately. So yeah, potentially at best one point from four, from six. Not ideal. Uh Hull are really good at home, by the way. 
Um, Ross, what Christmas decoration would you choose to throw at which member of the starting 11 that played today? Big, massive, gigantic bauble of Abdullah's bar's head. Just for that miss. Fuck me. What a I, 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 can't, I just can't believe it. Like I've watched it a few times. It's like it's harder to do what he did and put put it that high. It's, it's harder to do that than to just tap it in the back of the net. It was bad. Um, it was one of the worst misses I've ever seen at the stadium. Like yeah, same. It was for me as well. Someone disagreed with me, but I think it was. Uh, final one. Actually, no, we're not. We'll give two. I'll give this one to you, Dave. Is I want hippopotamus for Christmas the best song ever? I've never heard it to be honest, but I can't say I've ever heard it. But the Pogues is the best Christmas song ever. So simple as that. Very sentimental, especially this year. Um, and I'll leave the final football-related one to you. I promise there'll be less Christmassy-related ones next week. But like, come on, it's Christmas. I'm having a bit of a laugh. Um, I think this is a good one. Uh, unfortunately, I have to admit, Brad was right. He's been saying this a while, but. Chat about Patterson, two massive errors in two weeks. Even the first goal, you went with the wrong hand. He's not been challenged for two years. And he's a number, is he the number one? Because he's only on about £3 a week. Do we need a new keeper? And Merry Christmas to all of us, which, uh, first of all, Merry Christmas to you as well. But, um, Paddle, worth a chat? Um, he's going through a dip. But I think when he makes mistakes, they get punished. So it's harsh for the lad the age that he's at with the rest of the squad um, he also did pull off two very good saves today uh, when it was nil-nil from the set piece he needs to improve definitely does he need more competition probably but I also think that the club feel like in the next year or two Matt Young's going to give him that competition if not be our number one so again it's putting a lot of faith in a young keep our butt progression plans clearly there for Matt Young given how highly rated he is within the England setup too, which is one thing Pat will never actually did. So, um, yeah, I feel like he needs to improve and probably could do a better competition because it doesn't look like Bishop's anywhere near it going off the 23s games, but here we are. Um, and once again, another player who just seems to be regressing. We're in a bit of a rut. Individuals in a rut and we need to step out of it and we need to just go... Today needs to be the, the line in the sand where, right, Things are going to change. We're going to we're going to turn this around because we can't keep going on like this. Otherwise, we can kiss goodbye to the season ambitions, and it's got to start at all. Tough place, but I just want to see some fucking bottle. You know what I mean? Get stuck in, score score a goal when we get an opportunity. Daft things, you know what I mean? That you take for granted as a football team sometimes. You mean basics? Um, World class basics, high performance. Obsessed with progress. Um, right, good, bad, and hmm. We've got two minutes, Dave. What's your good? For this week, my oh, I'm struggling. Um, all three, my good is Huggins's performance. I'll I'll take the easy option out. My my bad, yeah, Equa, unfortunately, and my hmm is unfortunately Michael Bale. That is how I feel about him. That is hmm. And I'm yet to be convinced otherwise, even if there is chat about how good we are in the box-to-box area. The good, uh, the result came around Christmas time, so a couple of days away from Christmas dinner, so I can get over it a bit faster. 
The bad I've touched at Huggins' injury. I'm devastated, absolutely heartbroken for the lad, and it's the shitest news of the day. Um, the hmm, we've also touched on a bit, but for me, it's I'm starting to wonder if Pierre Egg was anywhere near the player we thought he was because when he first came, he wasn't very good. Then he got good, and now he's not very good again. And if there's money on the table from Palace and Nottingham Forest, I would take it. Um, or consider it. Whilst you've got a minute, fire on. The good was fans protests, voice being heard. The bad was Abdullah Bar up front. And the hmm was to me the Tony Mowbray chance by the fans as well, because I don't think getting rid of Mowbray is the problem. It's who we've replaced him with. And on that note, Merry Christmas, everyone. Graham, you're on mute. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up. And, That's and the, the end of that podcast is exactly like today's been. Underwhelming. All the best, folks. That's, no, that's what everyone's wanted the entire year, is Graham to be on mute. <laughs> don't subscribe. Don't bother. Don't subscribe to you either, but have a good Christmas. Enjoy your sprouts. Bring on Hull. Uh-huh.